You are accepted, validated, and loved by God. You are one talented and beautiful individual. You are much stronger than you think you are. Hi! It's Joy again, and this is episode two of the Dear God Podcast. And I want to start off by thanking everyone who listened to the first episode or just shared it or sent me a feedback. You know, it was definitely really nice getting to like hear what people thought about it and everything. And from what I was like seeing, um, my podcast is global. You know, it's small, but it's global. I saw that we have listeners in the UAE, in Ukraine, in Germany, in Italy. And honestly, what I was expecting was just like listeners in Lagos, in Chicago, and in UK. But like seeing all these places, it was very, very nice. And I'm so happy. And I really am very happy for the feedback I received. So much of it was positive. And I'm just like, I was like, just like reading the comments. I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. And one of the comments that really, really stood out to me was from this girl in my high school um she and i were very close and um what she said basically was that she's so happy she listened to the podcast because she like for the first time she got to see the real joy and it was weird reading it but also nice because it was weird because she and i were friends in high school we were very i would think like she was one of my favorite juniors in high school so for her to have said this is the first time she got to see the real me was like like so what was i in high school and also like like because this podcast is basically like very personal to me so just like seeing like reading that comment meant so much to me and um so like i said in episode one i'm going to be covering some more of my childhood and as you can see okay okay so the topic is kind of iffy so i'm gonna like explain that explain it better as we go down but essentially this episode is like just gonna cover like more of my childhood and everything and as i was preparing for my for this as someone on it says i was preparing for my childhood anywho as i was preparing for this episode um basically i was just like writing like things i remember from my childhood and like different things like my experiences like my emotions how i felt all of this and it just turned into this like narration of like how my relationship with my parents are or was and i feel like this is going to be a long episode because it's very like personal very like emotional i hope i don't like tear up or anything but um so like as i was writing it like as i was writing notes for this episode a lot of things became clear to me and it took me so long i started writing this up like no i started writing for this episode like right after like a little before the first episode was released but i didn't like finish writing about it until like a couple days ago because like i had to like get myself somewhere mentally that i wasn't in yet to get this episode set up and like i said it covers my relationship relationship with my parents and I don't have the best relationship with my parents because you know I grew up very like strict like okay no I didn't I grew up like very protected and preserved and sheltered and because okay my parents like I said they're in the ministry 
and like so my i also mentioned that they were protective my parents were like super super protective like i couldn't see some certain things i couldn't wear some certain things i couldn't be some certain places and there were so many there's like a list of things i was not allowed to do as a child and um like even the people i hung out with like my friends my parents had to know who they were they had to know who their parents were like they had to know so much about like what are you doing who are you with where are you going and it was so many things like they cared so much about the things i could care less about like you know and they were also disciplinarians like they used to i don't want to i, I don't want to use the word beat because that for me has like a negative connotation but like they were very um <clears throat> like they were very like disciplinary and everything so like if you do something wrong you get punished you get beat spanked not beat you get spanked and the things you would do like they range from like little things to large things like you know it could be like oh you didn't lay your bed you didn't wash the dishes to things like oh you stole you lied you did like you broke like you know like a whole bunch and something could be very 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 like random like you got your nails done like I had this issue with my mom recently about me getting my nails done and it was not pleasant so like i had a very um difficult relationship with them and as i was writing the notes i as i can like i also did some research like i go like parents child damage relationships like a whole bunch of stuff and as i was writing the notes i realized that i didn't just want this episode to be like um about me complaining about them or something like oh like yeah, I didn't want it to be about me complaining about them. I wanted it to be about me forgiving them. That's why it took me so long to get it done. Because like I was like listening to people speak about forgiveness. I was reading up about forgiveness. And I was trying to get my mind to be in a certain place. <clears throat> so I could get this episode done right. And so some things I remember about my... Like, so as this episode, sorry, as this episode goes on, you get to like see where I am, where I'm coming from and how I'm trying to rearrange my mentality about my relationship with my parents. So I want to like start like how, like right off the bat, like how was my childhood? And because I mentioned that they were very strict and very disciplinary, so many times I thought of running away. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that actually does this okay that did this so many children have thought of running away from home but thing is like where are you gonna go like who are you gonna be with how are you gonna sustain yourself like what like what are you thinking like what exactly is your plan <clears throat> sorry there's something in my throat so I'm, I'm probably just gonna keep coughing all through but you know and since i couldn't run away from home my next best thing was just to like avoid my parents like if I see them coming down this way, I'm going to be the other side of the house. If I see them, like, you know. And, like, we have two living rooms in our house. So the one downstairs is, like, where everybody usually is. So, like, whenever my parents come down there, I'm, like, out the door and everything. And, like, I was just, like, avoiding them. And because since I couldn't run away, I had to, like, find a way to just stay clear of them. And... Okay, so something I read somewhere that kind of like stood out, it was one of during my research, it says that um, there's parents that are abusive, neglectful, or just not present, or like absentee parents, 
so it's easy for their children to be like yes this is why i feel damaged this is why i'm this way but then there's also some parents who like always there providing supporting that like even with the best intentions they fail to meet the needs of their children and i could classify my parents as under this category because they were present you know my parents are still together we all live in the same house you know they paid my tuition they provide for me and my siblings they buy me clothes they buy me shoes they make me they um, pay for my hair they on all of this like they provided but like as a child i felt that they failed me emotionally because as humans we need connections with people we need that kind of like dependency on people and i felt like they were not they were not that for me so i felt like they failed me so terribly and because i felt this way like the way i interacted with them was very very limited like it made me so awkward so uneasy it's like whenever they like want to have a conversation with me i get like so defensive and so closed off and all of these things and so how okay so my parents individually okay so let me start with my mom so my mom from my childhood what i remember she was very um so she was busy she had like different jobs she used to do so she was like out of the house a lot and then when she was back home she was like so like ocd like why is this house not like this why is this bed only why are the dishes like this why didn't you clean the floor why didn't you do this why didn't you sweep and like she was like always like why didn't you why didn't you why didn't you and like even if something is done right then she would find something else that's done wrong so like it was just like you could never win with her and like for me it was like i felt like it was as a little girl i wanted you to be like well done my child i like this thing that you've done because like i felt like for me that would be like some kind of encouragement to do it better the next time like if you're always condemning me it's like i'm never living up to this expectation you have of me to be this perfect always knows what she's doing child so it was i just i just didn't like anything about this and like funny thing was that most times she was always wrong when she's like why didn't you do that oh well i did this and then even when she realizes that she's wrong she what she'll proceed to do is like find something else that you did that's not correct and then make you feel all of a sudden stupid once more and she'll gaslight you and then end it at, at the end of it you're forced to apologize for something you didn't even do wrong and i just really really hated that about my childhood and i don't know okay um i do have an example of something that happened recently like further down the episode so if you keep listening you hear it's funny but it's not funny because it happened in real life and then like I said, she was busy, but then sometimes she didn't want to have conversations with me. Like, you know, she would call me into her room and be like, Joyce, sit down. And she was like, how is school? Is there any guy in your life? And I was just like, oh. this was when I was in high school. I'm just like, if, you, like, if you're always yelling at me, what makes you think, this is what I say to myself, like, what makes you think I'll be open to, like, telling you about this guy that I like? Like, what is going to happen? Like, why? It's just like, you didn't care to know before, so, like, why do you care right now and I also felt like because she and my dad are very like for me they're the epitome of like relationship relationship goals because like I just feel like once you tell her the next thing my dad's gonna find out and like why would I want to tell my dad that I'm talking to this guy when I know for sure he's like gonna be super protective about it and everything because there was one instance I think I was in like in ninth grade or something I told my mom about this guy like that I had a crush on 
and my dad found out and the next thing he does is like throws his phone in front of me and he's like you need to call this boy now and break up with him and i was like it's like 10 p.m <laughs> what and i was like so i told her and then she told him so it's like i couldn't trust that she wouldn't like do that so i wasn't even like open to conversing with her but then my dad was the more relaxed person like okay so like if you do something wrong my mom's first instinct is to hit you or to scream at you but my dad's first instinct is to like sit you down and like talk you through why you were wrong and like for me that was the worst thing you could do for me like if you hit me i could go out and then tend to my wounds and then be upset and everything but if you sit me down and like speak to me and explain that oh you lied so this is why i shouldn't lie like it would make me feel so stupid like then that was how my dad was like his first resort is not to hit you it's like to sit you down and you know explain things to you and everything and then that's like that's how the topic of this episode came up good cop bad cop because that's a movie based off this like police interrogation technique where one person's like really like calm with you and like patient and the other one's like ho 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 you know like bully type so <laughs> that was how it, like the topic came about but then over time, I noticed that my dad started to like be more supportive of my mother's disciplinary measures in the sense that if she's like screaming at you or hitting you, he wouldn't say anything. And it's just like, clearly you can, to me it was like, clearly you can see what she's doing is wrong. So like, why aren't you saying anything? And while I was doing my research for this episode, I saw this thing, this article that basically says that like, um, the worst thing for parents to do is to like show two different sides of themselves to the kids. Like if your child does something wrong and you're trying to discipline them, like don't have like one good person and one bad person because at the end of the day, the child could use that against you. But like if you have two people that are like doing like working towards the same goal, like maybe afterwards you can call your wife aside and be like, honey, what you did was wrong. But, like, in the moments where your child's present, you should be supportive of her. So, like, I kind of, like, understood why my dad was becoming more and more calm about her actions and all that. Because, like, I don't know what's happening behind closed doors. Is he talking to her? Is he, like, you know, I didn't know about that. But, like, at the moment, I was like, so why are you approving of her beating us and spanking us and, like, seizing things, unnecessary things from us? I just, I, none of us, me and my siblings, none of us like this. And as a little girl, I definitely prefer speaking to my dad over my mom because, like, I could expect how he was going to react. Like, I knew that if I expressed it, if I did something wrong instead of hitting me, he would talk to me. Unlike my mom, that like, her first instinct is to hit somebody. So, like, I was able to speak to him more about things. Not that I ended up telling him, like, about boys I liked and all of that, but, like, I could let him know that, oh, I did something wrong. And, like, I would know, like, what reaction to expect from him and everything. And eventually, my dad started to notice that everyone was always, like, coming to him for, like, advice and, like, problems they had. And, like I said, that he and my mom are, like, relationship goals. Because, like, when he noticed this, he started to encourage us to speak to her. Like, you know what? Don't tell me. Tell your mother. And then when you tell her, you can come tell me. And, it's like, he's encouraging both of us to, like, speak. He's encouraging all of us to, like, speak to both of them about issues that are important to us. And some reason why I think they were like so strict and so protective in my childhood is because there was this pressure to portray this family image to people watching from the outside. Like, you know, like my parents grew up in the ministry and like there's this 
image that people want to see they want to see like perfection like a pastor his wife and their children have to be this type of people so i felt like they wanted to they wanted to keep up to those standards and everything and like with them wanting to do that i guess they felt to realize that their actions were hurting us as their kids and another reason could be like the culture in nigeria like people are oh my god i came back in april i think and people here are super super judgmental about things that they know absolutely nothing about and it, like it makes no sense but that's what humans do and i because we like if like so nigerians nigerians people believe that you're either a lot of people believe that you're either one thing or you're another you're either well behaved or like you're a prostitute a slut a smoker all of the above so it's like people are so judgmental so like my parents want that and it also boils down to like the idea of what people want to see my parents want people to see that their kids were one thing and not one like something else you know so they're like so do that like, do everything this way and another reason could be because of like how they grew up and why i see this is because like every time something one of one of my siblings and i do something wrong they're like oh in my own times in my own days we would never we would, i'm just like that's cool i was like yeah they grew up a certain way so they, they they just took their childhood experiences into their own parents and skills and everything and another reason could be like this one like this is the most logical reason to me it's one that like i didn't realize until recently you know they want the best out of us so they're disciplinary they're protective they're strict and all of this because they just want us to be they want us to be better than they were that's why they're hard on us like my mom's like you need to make the house clean this certain way and then if it's not she throws a fit because she wants you to know exactly how to do it and everything and this thing i wrote somewhere that i just saw recently it's like oh parenting is not like it's it's not a skill that you learn like you don't go to school to learn how to be a good parent is something that happens over time so like no matter what happens to your parents you should be like patient with them because they're just doing this thing for the first time so like they're learning as you are learning so like you should take it easy but like as a little girl before like knowing all these things i'm saying their parenting made me feel like so dejected so rejected and so alone because it's like they didn't care about like how i was feeling what i was doing and anything at all they just cared about what they wanted to see and it like it made me feel so alone and like and all of that but the funny thing was that i thought this was normal because all my childhood all my preteen years this is what i saw so i thought it was normal and like there was nothing wrong with it you know but even if i thought it was normal like i just okay what i thought was that oh yes this is how parents are all gonna be and in the end i'm just gonna move out and like that's the end like i'm never gonna have to do this again but i'm just gonna be distant from them and you know keep my space and all of this that's how it made me feel and it wasn't until i got into high school that i started to see other really people's relationships with their parents and be like wow so parents can also be like this and cause, okay so i entered i went to high school in lifeworth in ibadan nigeria and i entered as i entered at nine i turned 10 in seventh grade so like at nine years old that was when i was just like beginning to see the world not the world essentially but i was beginning to see things outside of my home because i went into boarding school in another in another state so i was away from home and everything 
And then I would see people like talk about their parents or see them interact with their parents. And I'm like, my parents don't do this for me. They're, we don't have this kind of relationship. And there was one specific girl who's like, oh, that she, she, she and her mom text all the time. Like, even when they're in the house together, they still text each other. And I'm like, I don't even got a phone. So what are you talking about? <laughs> but, you know, it was different. And, like, when I saw them doing all these things, their parents, like, start to think to myself, like, my parents are not like this. Like, I can't even talk to my mom about boys or sex or even menstruating. Like, it would have been so, so awkward for this to even happen. And I just felt like, oh, my parents don't, like, they don't know me. They don't know what I like. They don't know my favorite food, my favorite color, my favorite drink. Like, they don't know any of these things about me. And that was, like, mostly because I felt like they didn't listen enough. Like, they just, like, when they said something, they didn't care for my opinion. They just, like, they said what they said and they want, like, what they said to be, like, the Bible, to be obeyed and everything. Like, that was how I felt that they were. And... I mean, sometimes, like, my dad, they tried to, like, have conversations with me. But, like, it was, like, surface-level questions. Like, are you feeling okay, like, like health-wise? Not, like, emotional-wise. Like, is your health okay? Like, are you reading your books? Are you praying? Like, it was things, like, at that moment that I could care less about, like, okay, I'm feeling depressed. But your question is, are you reading your books? Like, uh, explain yourself. So, like, I just felt like they weren't, like... Like, like, and that they, they did, I don't know, like, the more I think about it, the more it's like, I, I just felt so different about who they were and what they were for me. And when I started seeing, like, all these people's relationship with their parents, I was like, you know what? I'm going to work to, like, make mine similar to theirs. <laughs> and then I'll plan events in my head. I'll plan conversations. I'll plan so much. Because I'm, I'm huge on planning out things. So I would do all these things in my head, hoping that, you know, eventually it's going to happen. But then at, the end of, at the end of the day, I would just be like, you know what? Never mind. Because, like, how, like, I was just like, how are they going to react? Like, are they going to hit me? Are they going to punish me? Are they going to say something that's going to make me feel like, oh, I'm doing what I'm doing is stupid. So, like, I was just like, you know what? It's like, never mind and everything. And there was an instance... I think in 8th grade or 10th grade, I'm not sure. I explained something to my dad. I think it was in 10th grade. I explained an, an something that happened, an incident from my childhood that really, really scarred me. I explained it to him. And although he was like very like listening about it, I just felt that my points did not get across to him. Like, I just feel like he was nodding and saying, okay, I get it. I just feel like I was just talking for talking's sake. Because, like, that conversation didn't really change my relationship with them. But, like, I remember feeling so elated and so happy to have finally, like, told them, like, what I was, told him what I was feeling and everything. You know. And as I was doing research for this um, episode... I also I looked up like one that was talking about like the effects that um parents like that the effects that damaged parent child relationships have on their kids and most of them like it was like I was basically reading a biography about myself and like things that I never used to tie it down to like my relationship with them. Like the more I read these things I was like so wow, this is how much my relationship with them has affected me going forward and one of like i'm just gonna like list them out 
the ones I wrote down in my notes. The first thing was that I was like, as a little person, I was very like secluded from people. Like, I, I was, I have like trust issues. I know that's something people use, like just throw around, but like I had like serious trust issues. Like, because like I felt that if my parents didn't care about how I was feeling, why else would someone that's not like related related to me by blood even give wouldn't would, how why would the person care like you know and like i also felt like if i started to actually open up to people they would just think i was like seriously seriously damaged and seriously broken and like i needed so much help and so much therapy that I was just like you know what just don't say anything and the second one was the second one i saw that was like relating to me was that I was talking I am terrible with expressing how I feel. I'm definitely working on it. Like I'm being more I'm trying to be more direct with people about how I feel and what I need. But like I was very terrible with expressing how I felt. Like someone would do something to hurt me and instead of letting them know I would just like keep it inside. <clears throat> and then over time it'll keep adding up and then at the end of the day I'm just gonna lash out and it made me very, very passive-aggressive. Like, I used to, like, lash out at innocent people that had nothing to do with it. And that's not a good thing to do to, like... And that's the thing, like, burying things inside. Like, it's not really... Like, I've learned... I'm coming to learn that it doesn't really help. Because at the end of the day, you just feel, like, so alone and so depressed. And it's not really a good place to be in. And the third one was that, like, I kept people at arm's length. Like, yes, I had friends growing up, but like, and then I had what I would call best friends or close friends. But like, these people, how much did they really know about me? Which, like, like the comments I mentioned earlier, I said I really liked from the girl I said I was close with in high school. Yes, we were close, but like, how much did she really know about me? So, for her to have said, I like this podcast because now I get to see the real you, is just proof that she didn't know that much about me because I was so so closed off like even people with the best intentions like without really cared about me I would just like not like open up I would just be like you know what I don't want to talk about this and like that's like that's like that's as far as it's gonna go and things that as a little girl as a pre-teenager and as a teenager I wanted the support from people I wanted to feel close to people but then I wouldn't even let them know. And something I learned recently is that even strongest, even the strongest people need support. So like as a strong friend, you're always helping people, but then you don't let them know how you're feeling. And things that unless you actually speak out, no one's ever gonna know that you need the help. So things that I wanted the support from people, I wanted those connections, but like because I wasn't open to speaking about those things, no one knew I needed those things. So like there was just like this whole and like there were some times like um i think my freshman year or sophomore year in college i was going through this phase where i i just like like literally every night i would cry myself to sleep because i was just so upset that like no one cared and is that i had people that cared but like i was just like not letting them know that i needed that care from them and also other than was that i became so much better at hiding things like <laughs> Like, because I said my parents are very protective and so straight that they want to know what you're doing. They want to know who you're with, what you're wearing, what you're eating, you know. Because they were all up in my face, I learned to, like, keep things from them. Like, yes, you want to be in my business and all of this, but then I'll make you think that I don't have any business. Like, 
there were times like I would be talking to a guy and then because like okay that's not a good example but like I think you get what I mean like yes you want to be my business like I just don't have any business like okay this is an example like for my like my younger sister like she could have a boyfriend and then she like act like she doesn't have a boyfriend because like when they find out that she has a boyfriend it becomes this whole issue I apologize for the background noise <laughs> I'm recording at work so there's noise and you know and like yes they were in my face asking all these things but like they missed out on the things I wanted them to know about like you're asking me if I have a boyfriend or if I'm sleeping with someone or if I'm drinking but like you're not asking me how I'm actually feeling like how is my mental health how is my emotional health like all these things are things that I felt like they should care about but they didn't care and then another thing another effect I read was that these children begin to find escape places like places where they just like want to like when they're tired of like dealing with the mess that is home and for me that became boarding school it became high school because like in high school I was there for like half more than half the year so like I could like pretend that none of this like none of my childhood was actually happening because like I could just like go to school and then because we didn't have phones I could just like not speak to them and like not get to deal with the drama that is my parents and then eventually after like high school I had like this extra of A levels and then I went to Chicago so I was like I was out of the house most of the time the thing is that in Chicago and then my A levels I had a phone so I was expected to be the one calling and I would just like avoid doing that just so I don't get to speak to you and then relieve the childhood hurt that I was experiencing you know but then eventually I had to come back home because of like school and everything and coming back home I was like so scared about what that relationship with them was gonna be like because I was now like I was like getting to an adult adult age and I wasn't sure like how like my childhood would like come into play as I'm living with them again you know and another effect this one was kind of personal was that the children from okay let me rephrase that this one is like oh that we begin to look for emotional closeness in the wrong places and why it was very personal for me was because this is actually true like i did mention that like i'll have friends that wanted the best for me but because of how i was feeling and everything i would push them away and then i would then like get into this destructive cycle of like okay so i had this i don't want to call it a phase but like i thought this period of my life where i was on tinder and like I was always swiping, 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 meeting up with all these people, going on these days, having like one night stands, and all of these things. And it's like I wanted emotional closeness from people that I guess didn't care, and then people that cared about me, I was pushing them away. Oh, my nails are growing. Sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And when like, and then there are instances where I'll be talking to someone. And then as like I'm just trying to like I guess pass time like summer fling you know just have that coughing season boo whatever and then when I noticed that the person is like trying to get to know me better I would self-destruct and just take myself out of the equation because I just didn't want to have to deal with all these things and it just became this ongoing cycle and then I was I just ended up in toxic friendships and toxic relationships and things that just ended up make ended up making me feel 
more and more and more alone and while i was researching i found this article that just like felt like they were attacking me per like seriously seriously attacking me and it says emotional unavailability is a common side effect of a damaged parent-child relationship the person would engage in a lot of flattery but would be evasive when it comes time to put the cards down on the table this comes down to their core belief that no one can be trusted with their vulnerability and reading this article was like um why would you publish such a thing like do you know how many people on this table that you are shaking do you know because it's true like i would i can be a flirt if i have to or when i want to depends it's dependent and i could engage in a lot of flattery like you could compliment me you could like all of this like oh yeah and i would be down for that but then when those things start to become serious i would just be like you know what i can't i can't deal with this like and i'll just leave and like and that was because i just felt like if i actually open up to you like are you actually capable of holding my heart in your hands and like taking care of this like because like if my parents couldn't do this why else would someone i don't even know like why would you care and this was like how it made me feel and uh as i was writing like i said i had to like get myself to a place mentally before i actually released released this episode so like i haven't been working on my relationship with them like okay before i thought of this whole podcast thing i have i have been working on my relationship with them but like after i started this and working on this episode i really wanted it to become much better than it was and i mean obviously okay not obviously but like i'm not best friends with either of my parents like you know they don't know what everything about me but like i'm becoming okay with it like you know it's difficult yes but like every day i'm like working on making those things better and i definitely see that my parents are making efforts like i mean obviously sometimes i think that you should have done this long ago but like like i said it's never too late to start rebuilding something it's never too late like you've always like you always have time and like every day i come back from work my dad's asking me like how was your day like what fun things happened what not so fun things happened and although it's not like emotional closeness like just like having to explain those days like they with him and like get a laugh out of it and like get like a little word in there like a little advice in there it feels really nice and like i even with my mother too i'm like having like all these little conversations with her where it's like um excuse me it's like oh um how was your day like how was work what are you doing today like how are you feeling did you get enough rest i also like throwing some little compliments there like i like your top i like your sweater like you know i like your dress and for me it feels so nice to be able to do that with them because before it was definitely not like that and i remember like once my um we watched this movie as a family, Colombiana, and I was genuinely shocked that my parents like didn't cringe or tell us to change the movie because it had like sex in it, had like cursing, it had guns, 
And even after the movie, we like laughed about it and we talked about like how we we're happy the girl got revenge for her parents. And it was just nice because like before, that would never have happened. Like my dad also he's beginning to insist that we have family dinners every Sunday, which is kind of awkward, but it's nice because like everyone's like in the same place and like we're all like conversing about like how our day is going and all of that. And how did I get to this point of like this like not so um terrible relationship that I had with them before to what it is now? And it's like a like steps of things that I did that I'm gonna like list out. But the first one I had to do, I had to recognize that they hurt me. Like before, I used to run away from like that's the kind of person I am. I don't like dealing with issues like i'll rather just avoid it until it becomes this big thing and like i was always like avoiding having to talk about my relationship with my parents i remember i was once i was talking to this guy i think last sometime last year and then he basically tried to make me feel bad about my childhood because he grew up with his mom and his mom was like very lax and everything and i i got so defensive and i was just like you know what, I, 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 I can't do this. And, like, because I was avoiding having that conversation, but, like, I had to acknowledge the fact that how they behaved, like, really, really hurt me and really, really played out in other areas of my life. Because, like, once I was able to acknowledge it and, like, call it what it was, it gradually ceased to have, like, any power over me. Like, you know, I mean, yes, of course, I was hurt and, yes, I was upset, but, like, I don't have to continue to carry around this, like, bleeding wound. Like, this happened way back. So, like, why do I continue to let this past, like, affect my personality and affect my future and affect my present? Like, it just wasn't working out. And the second thing I had to do was I had to grieve. I had to cry. I had to let go of, like, this idea, this image, this vision this version like i had of my parents of my mom of my dad of them of their actions i had to cry out all those things and just like let go of it and um something happened with my mother she told me to clean up something and then uh i did clean it up and then she came back home and she was like oh that um you didn't do it right like and like i was just like but i did it and she was like but this is wrong and this is wrong and then as she kept saying those things like so many things that happened like so many similar instances that happened in the past just kept rushing back to me and like i said i bottled things up like at like eventually i just like but I, I I just started yelling at her and it's so unlike me like even my mom was like shocked because she was like Joy would never do something like this but it's like because I bottled all those feelings down for so long I just started yelling at her and she got upset and like it, like my actions like called so many people's like people were like uh, people came up with like what's wrong what's going on and everything and I remember like I, that day I was so upset I was crying the entire time like I, for the, like the rest of it was like it happened in the afternoon up until like 9 p.m. I was like, still crying like and like as I was crying I just kept remembering all those different instances that happened and I was like so so upset 
and I just kept crying. Crying makes you feel better. It does. It really does. Like anyone that like it does make you feel better. So like I was just crying and letting go of like all those things. Like yes, she said do this, and then she came back and I was like you didn't do it, and like all different instances and things. Even though not maybe not even like the same exact thing, but like other things that happened that didn't make me feel good as a girl. I was just weeping and I began to feel better like I felt like all this weight all these images that I had of my mom finally like congratulating me that oh joy well done that what you did was good like I was like like it didn't happen so you need to let it go and everything and everyone kept saying you know you need to apologize your behavior was wrong and I did like I just felt like I still had so much forgiveness in me. Like, I needed to work on that forgiveness issue in myself before I could even, like, apologize. Because I don't like apologizing if I don't mean it. Because if I don't mean it, like, I'm just going to go back and do the exact same thing, thing again. So, like, that day, eventually my dad called me and was, like, asking what was wrong. Like, why did I do what I did? And I explained to him that I felt this way. I feel this way and everything. And something that he said to me that really stood out, it was like forgiveness. Like he talked basically, he talked about forgiveness, and it kind of like was in alignment with this thing I listened to. And he was like, "Oh, that forgiveness is like, it's not about like wanting your parents to like change what they did or to change their actions or anything. Like it's not about doing that. It's about like letting go of the idea that you had of them." And like accept accepting them at where they are, and like as I was like like I cried before like all of that was like I was just like letting go of this image of this picture that I had that my mom should be like this like always smiling mother that comes when I was like oh well done my beautiful daughter you cleaned the house you did this like that was the image I had of her, and like I was just like over and over again I'll try to get her to be this image I'll picture her being this person. And over and over again, like, I would be let down. I would be upset that she wasn't this person. And, like, that was just making me feel more and more, like, anger. Feel more and more, like, sadness over that fact. Like, that crying, I had to let go of those images. Like, release those things. Like, this is not what your reality is. So you need to just let it go. And then after I grieved... I had to like then live in the reality like this is who she is this is where you guys are so like now how can you make this relationship better moving forward like you know after you've grieved like the past that you wanted so badly to have you can now like stop unconsciously seeking perfection that's never been there like you are now able to like relate with your parents at where they are and be open to experiencing this like new bond that you guys have you know like you're choosing to like instead of focusing on what they did wrong before you're choosing to like work on making the present and the future much better like meet them where they are like you can't expect this thing like you can't be upset at people for not doing something the way you wanted it to be done or the way you envisioned it to be done like meet them where they are and that's how that's like I'm having this little conversation with my mom, and like I'm trying so hard to like not I don't want to, I don't want to say get on her nerves, but like I'm trying so hard to like get rid of this idea of like you know who she's meant to be and everything, and just like accepting that 
she hears like she's a perfectionist and she wants things done a certain way and then trying to get those things done that certain way i hope that makes sense and something else i did was that i looked at things from their perspective you know this was something i never used to do as a little girl but like i said i just turned 20 when the first episode came out i'm looking at things at their perspective from their perspective sorry and it's like you recognize that your parents are humans too they have weaknesses they have insecurities they're also vulnerable and they make mistakes so like and like like i said before this is their first time parenting you know like they're learning as you're learning like it's not something that you go to school like you learn to be a doctor or a teacher or a lawyer like parenting is not like you go you have like parenting classes or whatever it's something that they learn as they go on as you grow older so get to see those things from your perspective everything and obviously sometimes i have to like sometimes if something happens that like brings me back to my childhood i had to remind myself that i've forgiven them and that i'm working on living in the now and making today better and making tomorrow better so like forgiveness for me is a lifestyle it's something that i have to constantly choose to do i mean obviously something like i do get upset that why is she yelling at me why is she doing this but then I have to remind myself that joy, you've forgiven her. So let it go. Just let it go. Like breathe. Walk 10 paces. Count to 100. Just breathe and let it go because you're forgiven. And that's the end of my notes. <laughs> um, um, I don't know how I feel about this episode. I feel so emotional. Because I feel like writing this, no, like writing and recording this episode was like so. I was nervous about how it would come off because like I do have a difficult. I did have a difficult relationship with my parents, and I know like I'm definitely not the only one that goes through this. And there's so many people that like researching about this episode. Like it was so emotional for me i was at work doing the research and i almost cried like just reading people's stories and like how they felt their parents were and like just like living in my own relationship with them and i had to remind myself that you're forgiven them you're forgiven them you have forgiven them and it was like seriously so emotional but i'm so happy i did this episode and um i hope you guys like it as much as i liked recording it and um my last words would be um like obviously the influences of our parents on us like it can have a lasting impact on how we act and how we think and how we whatever but like at the end of the day you're the only person that can choose if you're going to let that part of your life affect every other part of your life yes it did hurt you but like are you going to continue to walk around with that hurt or are you just going to leave it in the past and move on and work towards a better present with them? You know, and you're a survivor, like, you know, and you may think, um, this is, I'm also speaking to myself, like, you know, you may think that you're not worthy of love and all this because of how you felt as a child. But, like, you need to be open. You need to open up your heart and let go of all this unnecessary baggage that you have and stop letting those feelings drag you down. Because at the end of the day, like, you're the only one that's going to know how to love yourself the way you think you should be loved. And if you think that, oh, yeah, because my parents, quote, unquote, didn't love me, no one else can love me and all of that, like, 
you should give yourself the love that you expect to receive from people and only then can you actually receive that love so yeah that's that's my last words so um i would pray us out like i want to make this like a constant thing <laughs> so um dear god um this background noise has really been a pain in my body but i recorded this episode and i just hope that everyone who listens to this is in some way blessed and i hope that if they also like struggle with relationships they struggle in their relationship with their parents that you help them and you just make them be open to forgiveness and like not the kind of forgiveness that they expect the past to be fixed like the kind that makes them want to make the future better and make their present better i commit the rest of my week into your hands and ask that all of my heart desires as well as those of my listeners heart desires that they be met ask that you help us and help me in my walk with you as every day i strive to be better and more beautiful and more evolved in you i thank you for my health and i ask lord god that you just protect us and keep us as the year is coming to an end oh wow i just ask that you continue your good work in us in jesus name i prayed amen